Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families and on this episode of Enterprising Families I have with me the amazing Mark Hopkins and we're going to be talking about storytelling for families in the age of technology. I'm very interested and fascinated by the discussion that that we've had with Mark so I'm going to be honored to have him share with you all the insights that he gave to me. Welcome Mark. Uh, Too kind of an introduction there. Um, Thank you very much for having me. Um, yes, I mean, I think it's a fascinating uh, sort of area to explore and just by way of background, I'm a feature film director who's worked in Hollywood for 20 years, I suppose, in documentaries. And I noticed increasingly people were approaching me um, as families to help tell their story through film. So I looked into a bit further and have started doing that as a sort of separate um, part of my work just because some of these stories are so captivating and it's quite a useful tool for families to use. In this age of retelling stories and being able to share with so many different tech, technological platforms and technological tools, how important is it for a family to be able to share their history and to tell their story? I think it's um, more and more essential. I think that people want to know uh, Um, If you're in a family business, uh, customers want to know who they're buying from and family businesses have the advantage as they have a story that goes behind their brand, whatever it is, as opposed to some faceless uh, multinational. So I think um, understanding your stories essentially is very important, but also um, appreciating how um, others will also appreciate to, to know about it. Um, and then in general, for um, uh, any, any family and family business in particular, where there are matters of family and business uh, intermingled, um, there is an essential importance of just being able to communicate well. And um, film is a, an immensely powerful tool to do that with and is one that cuts through a lot of the noise and obviously is a sort of a future leaning technology where more and more people are communicating with video instead of the printed word and much more applicable to the, the, the era we, that we live in today. Mm-hmm. And as you've told stories for other, for other families, have you found that um, families lean towards telling stories that are kept in-house, a way of sharing their heritage with each other and uh, retelling the family story to each other? Or have you seen them also telling the in-house story to each other, as well as sharing the narrative in a way that is packaged for public consumption as well? Uh, What I see quite a lot of is people starting out uh, to tell the in-house story, um, appreciating the the value of that story through the process. And then we quite often will do two versions uh, of the same film, one which is a a family-only version and another one which is a public version which will possibly be skewed to a more well commercial end or 
um, an overall branding purpose, mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, being able to share what they feel is appropriate with a wider audience. Mm. And how important do you think it is in terms of telling the story and aligning with brand and giving people that appreciating or appreciation of the family itself and its um, its legacy, its heritage? So what, yeah, it's, I should say it's, it's sort of key to, to understanding your story. Um, as I was saying, I think um, Stories are how we make sense of the world that we live in and uh, families being able to communicate their story greatly uh, distinguishes themselves as a brand. It makes them stand out and people latch onto that because uh, in a sort of world of so much noise, um, having a, a brand that comes with a story is something that you can really sort of connect to and it, uh, it gives people some sort of meaning and it's something that uh, makes people feel better about knowing a bit about the people that they're doing business with or they're buying from. Mm. And what are the, the, the technological tools that you've seen have been more most effective when being used to really narrate a family story? Well, right now I'm doing a lot of video interviews on Zoom because we're all oh. stuck at home. Um, but, uh, so I'm having to use uh, remote technology to make films and we're still working as filmmakers even though it's difficult to to shoot. So we're using a lot of animation and we're using uh, at-home capture. We're sending cameras to people's addresses and then directing them on how to shoot themselves. Um, wow. And that's all enabled by, by technology, obviously. Um, but also we do several um, cuts of the media that we create for people to use in various different platforms so that they can upload them to, to their, you know, their Insta or whatever. So um, we, we generate a sort of suite of um, sort of media that um, plugs into various different existing uh, channels, um, if that's what people are interested in doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. And I'm just trying to process you having to be so creative as to, as to send cameras to people's homes and having them um, film themselves as you're having conversations and so forth what are the what are the benefits of engaging with the film process so it, it, this is a, one of the, the big surprises for people is is how much they enjoy it and also how much it reveals um, themselves to themselves people learn about um, themselves and what their family means to them by reflecting on it and this process really invites them to do that. So everyone has a family and most people, I think, would. well, I'm very lucky as I'm sure you to uh, have be close to my family um, and it's a huge part of your life and it's very important to you, but you don't necessarily sit around and think about it all day, it's just there. And this process really invites you to sort of stop, I guide you through a whole series of questions that makes you sort of reflect and that, um, people find surprisingly uh, deep as an experience. Um, and then the other sort of unappreciated benefit uh, sometimes is that it helps bring sometimes um, <laughs> warring families or families with disputes and so on together because they have to come together and decide we might have our differences, but what is it that we can agree about that is our common story? And that sort of mediation and that process of establishing a common bond between the different factions or the cousins or so on 
is also uh, incredibly powerful and incredibly rewarding to some of these families because it helps them do business in the future. Um, you have two major stakeholders, different sides of a family, getting them to come together about what they can agree about is, uh, is actually very good for business as well as being powerful emotionally. Mm, I can only imagine because I think storytelling within itself brings people together. It's the process of being immersed in the, in the story and seeing the heroes or the perceived heroes and the perceived villains and the perceived struggles that they have gone to, to triumph to be where they are. And for families, I can imagine more so when they have that sense of these are my family members, these are people that I know and I'm related to. What is the biggest shift you've seen in relationships, especially when that coming together of a story and that shared history comes together? Uh, well, um, so I, I think it's not unfair to say that the gaps between the generations are getting greater. And mm -hmm. so um, I think, um, I mean, I, if I think of my grandfather's generation was, mu was much more similar to his grandfather's generation than, you know, um, I am to my son, I would suggest. I think that the world is changing so much that you know, the, the bridge in communication is getting wider. And so these efforts um, uh, are ever more important, I suggest. And so this is where like using something that's relevant, it's, and this is where it takes the older generation to realize that old ways of talking to their children may not function in their children's world. And using, you know, um, tools like video is actually a a way of thinking, okay, I get it, you live in a different world, and I'm going to make an effort to sort of reach out and understand that world, and let's try and work together in this new medium for them, because for a lot of the elder generation, um, films is, uh, and videos is not like second nature. I did a workshop in Monaco for Ernst & Young, where we um, had the parents and the kids all do this um, video exercise with their iPhones, and obviously, like, all the, all the you know, people under 20 got it in a second and all their parents had real difficulties and you know, demonstrated the, the issue right there. But it, it, like I said, they all tend to really enjoy it at the end of the day, which is very rewarding from my point of view. And how do you, or what have you seen with people's reaction to filming themselves uh, or can I say to being on camera? Do you feel that people find more comfort in speaking into a camera, which is not necessarily a human presence, but has someone behind it and um, they become more intimate than when they are surrounded by people and sometimes have to tell uncomfortable parts of their story? No, very much so. I mean, also that's part of the, the experience I bring to the table is, you know, many years of learning how to interview people and sort of, um, build a relationship with someone who's being filmed in such a way that they get to exhibit the best side of themselves. I mean, you want people to, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a shock journalist trying to pin someone into a corner, quite the opposite. I'm trying to get people to articulate the best version of themselves somehow. Mm -hmm. And, um, and in that process, you find people telling you things that they wouldn't necessarily tell, you know, their own brother or sister. Um, and they've wanted to talk about some of these things but it's quite difficult especially if you haven't spoken about it for 20 years how do you start that conversation with 
your family member just out of the blue. It's not, but someone that is outside the family, it's different. So um, it, I think, fulfills a useful function from that point of view as well. As someone that's sort of um, an informed outsider who's come with the family's blessing to achieve a certain goal, and it, it sort of creates a level playing field for various family members to, to get things off their chest. I mean, some, you know, some of these conversations are quite quite punchy, you know. Um, mm -hmm but cathartic as well. So um, I think that's something that people sort of underestimate before they go into the process and are, are genuinely sort of moved by. And the other thing to bear in mind, some of these are, uh, are built around big family anniversaries where, I don't know, it's the 50 year anniversary of the business or something. Mm -hmm. And they want um, a film to show at this anniversary. Everyone sort of understands that, okay, I'm gonna show this film and everyone's gonna show up and isn't that wonderful. But what they then go on to realize is that the film's also very useful to show to you know the great aunt that no one's spoken to for 20 years who didn't come and the cousin has the problem and so on and so all the people that couldn't make it you have at least something that they can all sort of come together on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i can imagine um the joy that people get when they see people they have known or seen in pictures or have um, only heard um, their voices to be able to see them um, animated in film and be able to hear their part of the story uh, and their contribution to the greater family in the journey that they've had to that um, milestone event. Very much so and also you know um, not to be too somber but the importance of capturing people's voices before they're no longer with us mm -hmm. and I think that's something that um, tends to prompt some of these uh, these films is that you know a, a key person that you know of the family sort of passes away and they're like come on we need to we need to record some of our family history we really need to get this down and do it in a way that's sort of, is going to be relevant if you just end up doing one of these quite sort of dry books or you know whatever people don't tend to really read it it doesn't live as a as a sort of organic part of the family life mm -hmm. you make it or film that you can you can share with your cousins and so on that then you know it becomes a live uh, piece of family culture that um it very much contributes and adds to the, sort of the day-to-day -day of that family's life absolutely and um as you said i don't think it's as somber as much as it is essential when i think of um my dad when he passed on one of the things that me and my husband kept on saying is um we wish we had captured him um, in film or audio speaking about all the things he used to share with us because he was uh, very apt at knowing history and knowing legacy and he knew a lot. And obviously when you spend too much time procrastinating, you, leave, you always leave it a bit too late. When besides big family events and um, anniversaries and milestones when is the best time to start capturing the story um, of your family or of individuals in your family and building it up to probably making um, a bigger catalog or library of family members telling their stories I mean I think well best I don't know I think one of the, the most strategic um, points and I think the people that are really thinking about this uh, from a 
uh, a media business perspective, um, is when you're thinking about handing over the business to the next generation, mm -hmm. because uh, you will have carried the values of that business, you know, implicitly within you. You may not have articulated them. If you had articulated them verbally or you've written them down, it doesn't. It's not really um, alive uh, in the next generation in the same way that it is for you. And um, having a bridge building exercise like making a film uh, with the very people that you are hoping to sort of transfer this business and the values that come with it and, and steerage for the future is something that really helps cement that transition um, so that when that, the next generation is, is starting to sort of take over, there's a, a record of, uh, of what that family uh, stood for at that transition that hopefully can serve as a guide uh, they will want to reinterpret those values and take the family business in their own direction, of course, but um, the elder generation then would like, I think, have done a very effective and, and sort of powerful job of transitioning some of their values uh, to that next generation in a way that, um, you know, makes sense to the generation coming in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what, what, are the, what are the tools or do you think uh, the what is the appropriate use or the use of appropriate technology when it comes to storytelling? Well, like I said, I mean, I think it's, it's very much understanding that we live in, a, in an era of uh, visual medium, um, education, uh, news, you know, all of, the, all of our sort of just basic information, we, we're starting to get that more and more in a, in a video uh, setting. And, um, not only just like family stories, but how you um, how you communicate as a business uh, is more and more important that you know you learn how to do that using film. Uh, so people always look at like bottom line and like I'm going to improve my manufacturing output by five percent. Wonderful. They don't think about what if they improve their communication by five percent, and that's arguably just as if not more important because that speaks to the sort of ongoing success of the business. So it's understanding that in today's age, um, if you don't use tools like uh, video intelligently, uh, then you're really at a loss and you're missing to some degree uh, a, a pretty sort of straightforward trick there where you know you could harness this you know, powerful tool um, and, and work with people that sort of have done this uh, to some degree now um, and see quite easy results and if you don't, well, your competitors will and you'll fall behind somehow because that's sort of the direction that things are going. Yes. And in the space of storytelling, I know you've told um, a lot of family stories from many different continents. What do you think are the biggest stumbling blocks or the hesitators that families have when it comes to engaging to tell their story? I mean, I think the biggest one is um, not the unknown, not understanding what the process involves. So, I mean, I've got a, a series of um, you know, ways of explaining that to people and sort of charting out the, the path that, uh, in my experience, is the one that um, is most successful. Um, and so once people can get their bearings around what's involved, uh, and I'm happy to talk to people or talk them through uh, if they're interested in general, um, I think that helps people sort of orient themselves so that they can understand, is this something we want to do? 
uh, or not? Is this something we want to do, but not right now? You know, just so that they just sort of know, you know how many hours are involved and what the cost is and like how the locations work and all these sorts of logistical things. Um, and also then like, how how do we come up with what we want to talk about? And that's the and that's that's the most interesting part from my point of view because it's it's getting people to really think about what is the story they want to tell. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a process, there's a, a series of sort of steps that you can take to really refine what that is before you start getting into the whole business of uh, filming and so on. Mm. And as as they look to engaging individuals like you who had experience in this space of storytelling, how can they prepare themselves for the journey? Because I'm assuming the whole experience in itself is a journey as opposed to uh, let's get this done five minutes later is already done using your iPhone and you're putting that out into the public. No, but I'd, just, I'd say that's counterproductive. Five minutes with your iPhone, you're probably going to do more damage than good. Um, but um, no, it's uh, it's like, I mean, you know, what, you know, we a website, Beatles Media, we've got some examples and so on. But I mean, the, the, the number one thing is if people are curious is just to sort of have a conversation so I can sort of explain what's involved, um, which is, yeah, it's, people, there's, there's some mystery about filmmaking. I mean, yes, there's a magic to it, but there's also some mechanics involved, which uh, I think once people understand those, they can sort of see how they can sort of slot into that. And you identify different members of the family who can speak to different themes, and then everyone sort of gets their bearings. And, and then, yes, you go on typically a, a really rich and a rewarding journey. Um, that's, I mean, I, I've had people turn around to me and say, well, enough of this, I want to go into the film business. And I'm like, well, it's not always like this, but, um, uh, and I, I much more enjoy working with families for the reason that um, you end up seeing very sort of concrete uh, reward in terms of your sort of audience uh, for the work that you do, as opposed to some of the longer sort of, you know, multi-year, you know, sort of Netflix projects that I get involved with that can be very frustrating. But this aspect of working in film is, is yeah, it's very enjoyable and it is, it's a wonderful journey. Mm. And then I think my last question for today would be, and in which continents do you feel um, you've told the most stories and uh, which have had the families who have been more forthcoming and embracing um, the concept of storytelling? Uh, well, I mean, I'm biased. I, I come from a uh, Kenyan family. Um, and uh, I'd say in general, there's a great appreciation for storytelling in, in the African continent, um, um, the work I've done in East Africa, but also in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done quite a lot of work in the Middle East, um, where there's, there's also uh, you know, a very strong, what had been an, an oral tradition that has been sort of now moved into the uh, 21st century um, mm-hmm. very quickly. I mean, you know, the Middle East uh, sort of rapid transformation, as mm-hmm. I can see happening around, well, I know East Africa particularly well. I mean, when my um, great-grandmother was born in Nairobi, there was 20,000 people in Nairobi. There's now 5 million. I mean, it's amazing the the, the growth that's gone on here. Um, And I think in very fast-growing economies, people are are much more uh, future-leaning. They're much more open to um, embracing the the right tools for the era, as as has been 
exhibited by some of the work I've done here and in the Middle East in particular. Awesome. Thank you so much for the talk with me today, for spending time with my audience. Is there any parting words you'd like to share with them before we sign off? Uh, well, it's just a great pleasure, likewise. And uh, yes, you know, always happy to sort of hear people's stories. So um, get in touch. And how can they get in touch? Vetusmedia.com uh, is our website. And uh, very happy, even if it's an initial conversation, to sort of talk through the steps that are involved and, and get a sense of what it is that people want to communicate. Absolutely. Thank you so much once again, Mark. No, my pleasure.